Hello, everyone, and welcome to the next episode of Hoopod. My name is Blair Beverage, and thank you for once again tuning in. On this week's show, Joey and I welcome the often requested and now finally delivered Josephine McAdam. We talk a lot about Josephine's acting career. We talk about her love of sci-fi, her love of fantasy, the fact that she's an OG D&D player. Um, we even get into her first character death, which I thought was a pretty cool story. Uh, we get into how she became a human, which was also pretty cool. Uh, Josephine and I have a lot of eerie things in common. Uh, our birthdays are two days apart. Uh, our fathers are both from Glasgow, Scotland. And uh, our mothers also have something in common as well. But I'll let you listen to what that is on the podcast. So let's dive into it, shall we? Hoop Pod number 38 with the one and only Josephine McAdam. Josephine. Thank you. Thank you for one, having me. One of the most requested interviews that we've had. What? From the That's so not true. It is a hundred percent true. Um, you are one of the most sought after. It's we, we've I've teased a couple <laughs> other people, and they're like, "You got you finally got Josephine." And I'm like, oh my gosh. Yeah, but later she's yeah, <laughs> can't say that. March um, was a little busy. <laughs> March is a little busy. That is true. Uh, we may be joined by Tara Lynn a little later. She's feeling a little under the weather, so hopefully when she jumps in, it'll be uh, it'll be clean. Yeah, <laughs> she's yeah un- fingers crossed. <laughs> fingers crossed, because uh, she's unaware that we've started. Um, <laughs> but uh, so so Josephine, yes, <laughs> you, you are a humod. Uh, oh yes, I suppose I am. I'm the worst, the worst humod. <laughs> no, I'm the worst who mod. I I think I've I moderate like once a month. Oh, I mean that's more than I do. <laughs> I don't think I, I've I've ever moderated anyone. I've jumped in to say hello every now I, and then. <laughs> I I almost timed someone out once, and someone <laughs> beat me to it. It's like, oh yeah, I got one. Yeah. Damn it! <laughs> it's just, I think the, we've the people... had similar experiences. <laughs> Yes, absolutely. Um, but uh, that that's where I first, uh, I, I guess I first met you, first saw you, was, was just within the, the, the Humod world, if you will. Oh, yeah? And uh, then then there was the uh, the Twitch streaming, which... Uh, yeah. You got, you got a pretty good following there. Yeah, it's great. It's a great size. It's the perfect size. It's not too big. I can interact with chat and like, keep up to date with what people are doing. It's a perfect size <laughs> and that was by design it sounds like yeah um they're always asking for me to apply to for a partnership but i think they just want the emotes really um but <laughs> but then i don't you know i just i don't actually i'm not looking to expand the channel i i like you know just one or two new people come every now and then and that's nice it's a manageable size um but yeah no i'm just in it to hang out with the humans we know and love. Now I got a chance to briefly meet you this summer at San Diego. Oh um, yes, it's uh, it was it was very nice. So thank you for that. <laughs> oh yeah, uh, absolutely. <laughs> how did you find Teen Homie? Oh well, um, so I guess this is maybe embarrassing. I don't know. I didn't know anything about Geek and Sundry or who Felicia Day was. Um, I was just friends with Ryan, um, Ryan Day, at, back in Austin. Um, we right. would play, we had mutual friends that would throw a board game day. Um, and so we always met up playing board games and we got along really well and friendship started there. And then at some point, I remember Ryan started streaming and I was like, what are you, what are you doing? He, Cause he would do it at our friend's house. Right. Um, our friends, Animagus and Lexical Unit um, Amy and Maggie, whom you may know. Um, and once he was like, yeah, well, you should join in, you know, while we're streaming sometime. And so I think that's how I started. I was introduced that way and then saw what an awesome community it was and went from there, I guess. I think, I guess I started my own streams a little bit after that. I was very nervous and there were like 15 people watching. It was great. Um, I've ever had 50 that's awesome uh, um, 
Well, it was nice. It was all it was all basically the moderators from Ryan's channel or Felicia's yeah. channel. Um, yeah. And uh, yeah, and then before I believe Geek and Sundry launched their channel while I was still in Austin and had like my own streaming, then I, they needed extra hands on deck during that charity stream, and they knew me because of Ryan, and so they just added me as a moderator. But that was probably like the least efficient moderation they've ever witnessed but you know that's how it started and then uh and then i moved to la and reached out to be a part of it i mean during that time i realized that ryan then had a sister named felicia who owned this company <laughs> um and i only i had known of uh tabletop that was basically the only thing i knew though so you've you've moved around quite a bit you mentioned your move to to la uh any any reason was it your family was military or just you like to move around or oh that I moved around when I was younger um uh it, it's not military everyone always asks that which I guess makes sense um no my parents are you my dad's Scottish and my mom's French and um I suppose where did I started my life in England um and then. I guess because my dad spoke French and English, it just sort of moved him around within Europe. Like, we went to Geneva in Switzerland. Um, and then from there, it was just my dad's work. It's like finance. I don't know how it works. Um, but we then moved to the U.S. And then while we were in the U.S., we were in Arizona, um, we wanted to be closer to family, so we would just move back to Europe right. and uh, sort of hop around wherever my dad a job yeah well not that anyone who's multilingual specifically where i am like same deal they can go wherever they want and that's great mm -hmm. it was, I, you know i always envied the kids that were moving around and most kids that moved around envied the kids that never did right um, yeah what, did you pros feel that and way cons of everything i think during while i was moving yeah i hated it um <laughs> but in hindsight I think it was great. Um, it was great to be exposed to so many different cultures, to go to international schools. Um, it just had a diff really different worldview from having met so many people, um, which I'm very grateful for. I I have a lot of family in, like, my dad's from Glasgow himself. Oh, yeah? That's where my dad's from. <laughs> cool. Uh, so, yes, my dad's from Glasgow. I'm first-generation Canadian. Mm -hmm. um, and... Uh, Recently, Terilyn, uh, who's our unfortunately sick host, uh, posted mm -hmm. up a uh, kind of a genealogy website to see how many, you know, people with your last name are left in the world, et cetera, et cetera. Oh, she was, yeah. she was, she's like, oh, I'm so low. Joey, you, you were even lower than Terilyn's, if, <laughs> if I remember right. Yeah, Terilyn had 248 people. Uh, her surname, uh, Putsty, is more dominant in... Uh, Great Britain and Australia. Uh -huh. Now my surname is is heavily British, but <laughs> it's only shown in Alaska and the landlocked forty eight states. And I only have fifty two people. Whoa! My surname. Wow. <laughs> At least. But I think what it is is that if you don't fill out the census, it doesn't oh, count. Yeah. I think it might be right. tied to that. I think it's the only way that they can really monitor it. There's, I'm sure there's a ton of macadam folks, and whether or also macadams. There's a lot of macadams in the U.S. and Canada, it seems. Yeah, when, when, I, when I brought up my name, um, the number one place, uh, I think, oh, it's got to be Scotland. That's where my name's? No. <laughs> <laughs> It was, uh, I think it was, um, U.S. was number one, Australia was number two, and I knew I had some family in Australia, um, and then, and, you know, I think, I can't remember, I think it was Great Britain, and then Scotland, and then, uh, mm -hmm. I guess, Great Britain and Scotland, same thing, depending on your point of view. Um, oh. mm -hmm. <laughs> <laughs> um and, uh and then, then Canada. So I, I just, I barely know anybody with my last name. And it, it's weird. Like if you yeah, Google, I don't know either. if you Google my name until like a month ago, I was literally the only one that, that came, comes up with. So everything that was that, it's me. <laughs> it's like, you oh, have to find this other person. <laughs> 
I do. And, you know, and it's, <laughs> it's just some random dude who's just signed up for Facebook or something. I don't know. It's like, okay, you know, by all means, I've, be, I've been getting away with this for years. You're going to, you got a long legacy of people accusing you of shit that you're, you're not going to oh really like. <laughs> but, uh, no, I've, I've been on, online with my name for a very long time. So I, I, I made a personal decision a while back that I'm just going to put my name out there. I don't really care. I mean, everybody's different. And, um, you, you know, I mean, if you want to look me up, fine. You want to find out the things I've done in my past? Great. Have fun with it. I, 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 that's just my own personal opinion. I know mm-hmm. other people are very different. But, uh, yeah. Uh, it does leave a digital footprint, that is for sure. <laughs> yeah, it's been nice. You know, Josephine McAdam isn't too common. Well, Josephine isn't too common, which is nice. Um, and then, you know, I always had backups. Um, I have three middle names, so I always knew I could mix things around if needed but luckily did you, i didn't need to <laughs> did you ever contemplate using one of your middle names as a stage name i did um when i moved to la my first manager made me consider it basically instead yeah. of like not for my first name but instead of macadam for the um, last name yeah yeah and it was just i don't know like nothing i couldn't set on anything that i was okay with for like the rest of my career <laughs> Um, at least that I, I couldn't decide like within, you know, a few weeks. I was like, this is something I'd have to have thought of my entire life and decided on. And I like my last name, so I don't know. I'm, I'm the same. It's, it's unique. I, as a kid, obviously, I think all kids get teased by their names when they're younger, no matter who you are. And, you know, with mine being an actual English word spelled differently, I, mm-hmm. I you know, I, I took a lot for that, but, uh, you know, after, <laughs> And the first name being the name of a character from the Facts of Life, also I took a lot for that. But after a while, I'm like, you know what, whatever. This is who I am. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and yeah, so I, I, I almost, I don't know. I often think of the people who choose stage names, and, and I think, well, you know, is it because you weren't getting any work and you did it to try to get work? Or, you know, like you were saying that your agent was, or your manager was trying to convince you that it might be better for your career. To go yeah, he just days. said it was a mouthful. And I was like, well... It's fine. <laughs> There's a I'm lot sure of people can deal with it. Josephine <laughs> McAdam. I can say it. Um, I think you'll probably get your name pluralized more than anything else. Oh, yeah. No, all the time. I mean, that's okay. I'll, I'll deal with it. But yeah, I'm constantly um, correcting that. I'm not going to lie. I'm, I'm, I'm guilty of doing it. <laughs> <laughs> and I, I'm, I apologize. It's fine. No, it's okay. <laughs> It happens. You know, well, there's Rachel McAdams, so it's kind of hard to not automatically. You have no idea how many times I've asked, but I'm like, are you sure she's not related? <laughs> he has. So you see, I'm like, no, she's not related. No. Why, why do I think she's, she's like, British? <laughs> well. I did, I did uh, see her in passing at Comic-Con, and she is beautiful. Mm. Just, as, just as amazing in person as you think she is. Yeah. Yeah, she's easy on the eyes for sure. Um, <laughs> From just down about two hours uh, west of where I am is where she's from. Mm-hmm. And that other guy, that Gosling guy, are both from there. <laughs> I have to say, I understand about the, the whole last name thing because, okay, I'll, I'll, I'll be honest with you, and I've been honest about, about it before. So Couture is not my real last name. And mm-hmm. the reason why I go with it is because Joey Couture has a better ring to it than, say, my real last name mm-hmm. because I think even... Um, in your situation, my last name, while it's not huge, it kind of comes off like a mouthful. Um, I also did it for a number of other reasons. Uh, really quick, it, I was helping a friend uh, help her create a costume for her daughter's dance recital, and she's like, oh, it's a Joey Couture original. Mm-hmm. So I, I, I immediately stole it, ripped it off, whatever. And then, um, But I've, I've found that people from my past have a little bit harder time Finding me, people that I don't want to have, you know, back in my <laughs> life anymore. Uh, so it's kind of like, yeah, that's right. I'm, I'm taking the DOS commands to erase some stuff from the digital past. Or that's trying to block it, you know. Firewall. Yeah. I mean, and it's you know, memorable. It's Joey Couture. That's how I always oh, hear it. Just, oh, she said it's so awesome. Oh, <laughs> <clears throat> no, I guess I, I have a very... Um, privileged point of view is saying oh yeah i don't care because there's no facebook profile for me when i was 12 it mm. didn't exist when i was 12 
I I actually my my I had one Facebook friend for six months because what had happened was my sister in law, she's like, have you heard of this thing called Facebook when when she was in college? <laughs> and I'm like, uh, no. Is is it like MySpace? And she's like, well, it is, but it's better. And then she showed it to me. She goes, I don't know how to use this. You're the computer guy. How do you use this? <laughs> well, I guess I need an account. So I signed up for this account, and I you know I poked around. I'm like, oh, you know, this is how you do something. She's like, okay, great. And that was it. Six months, no friends. <laughs> no, my sister-in-law. Yep. Well, there were was... very few on, right, at first. Yeah, and, and you know, I was playing around, so I went, okay, groups. I was like, oh, I can make groups for, for the high, the schools I went to because the only thing like there, there's I don't know if you remember a website called Classmates, but mm-hmm. uh, cl- Classmates oh my back. God, I do. Yeah, <laughs> Classmates back in the day, if you will, was the only way to try to keep in touch with people you went to school with after the mm-hmm. fact. And I hated it because you had to pay to use it. So you could sign up for it, and you could see everybody who signed up for it for free. But to actually use it, you had to give money. I'm like, no. Oh, that's horrible. Yeah, I was like, I'm not going to – I don't care that much. Sorry, guys. Yeah. But um, the, when so I, I just created all these groups for all these schools I went to. And I'm like, ah, you know, I shouldn't be too broad. Let's just do it for the decade I went there. I still to this day get people asking to join those groups. <laughs> it's like, really? Oh, shit. It's like, shit, I forgot I do that. And, you know, I, I – I even set up one for, for an amusement park I used to work at, and, and uh, some of the people who work there full-time still, they'd send me the odd message saying, yeah, can you take this specific post? Yeah, okay, no problem. They, they like the <laughs> fact that I run. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, I, I know the guy. But, um, yeah, I just, Facebook for me, I mean, I, could, I, don't, I couldn't even log into my MySpace now if, you, if I if I. Oh, tried. yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I, I know I had one. <laughs> Like I never had Friendster or any of the other ones, but I did have MySpace. That was my first yep. <laughs> I, I mean, I use Facebook mainly for pictures and, and traveling. I use Twitter for communication. I just It seems to be a better tool for that person. Yeah, you know, it's, it's funny. I feel like um, Facebook, I have all my close personal friends and family on there, especially family yeah. overseas. It's nice. Um, but... N- a really, really small fraction of the of my friends on Facebook even use Twitter. It's like completely different community. Yeah. It seems like. I agree. Like, I mean, almost all my real life friends are on Facebook, but not Twitter. Um, and it seems like all my, if you will, virtual friends are all on Twitter, and mm-hmm. you know, they're on Facebook as well. But um, we, it, it, I don't know. I just, I prefer the medium to to speak with them. It seems to be more appropriate. Yeah, yeah. It's quick to get responses back and forth. I feel like. It's true. So, Miss McAdam. <laughs> yes. You are an actor. Oh, as it so happens, I am. <laughs> Do you prefer the term actress or actor? Uh, I usually say actor. I don't know why. I, 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 I don't know why, but I usually specifically try to say actor. Why don't you tell us about a few of your projects? <laughs> oh, man. That's very open-ended. Okay. It is. Um... <laughs> Um, let's see, most recently I just came back from South by Southwest where uh, The Honor Farm was premiering. It's kind of like this art house coming of age story, very much from the female lens. Um, so that was cool. It was cool to uh, have that showing itself. I had to go back to Austin where I lived for a while, so my parents are still over there, so that was that was fun. Um, non-stop because South by if anyone's been to South by Southwest it is literally non-stop going from one event to the next and trying to stay presentable from like 9 a.m to midnight every day <laughs> um so that went well um and then oh, let's see last year at South by Southwest Tower premiered there and Tower is so it's a documentary, but it's really interesting because the first hour is actually like rotoscope animation, Whoa. and that's where they used that's where they used actors like me, and I play a character named Rita Starpattern. It's weird to say character because she was an actual; it was all actual people, um, and she was absolutely amazing. In fact, one of the most human people I've ever. Uh, gotten to learn about very selfless um and i don't want to spoil it so people should watch people should watch the movie which they can because the blu-ray is coming out tomorrow which from when we're recording this is the 21st of march um and uh it's on itunes already and 
at Amazon, and it just released in Britain on Amazon, but Coda UK as well, and hopefully it'll spread out more to Europe as well. Um, and Tower that, did that's... really well at that festival, right? Yeah, yeah, it got the Jury and Audience Award at South by Southwest, and then it went on to do a whole bunch of festival runs, and it did really well, and people really responded to it. Um, I think what's interesting about it is that it doesn't focus on the shooter at all. It is about the victims and what they went through. And I don't think there's a lot of yes. stories that do that because everyone yes. wants to know why, what happened. And that's a question you could keep asking forever about why people do these things. But um, the heroic acts and, and what people do on those days and what it makes them become, um, that's never really focused on or talked a lot about and what they have to go through and the aftermath of that. So it's, I don't know, it's something I'm really proud to have been a part of. So. Exciting. I think I think the last couple of of these incidents had happened. I really really liked the fact that the media was doing their best to keep the shooter's name out of mm -hmm. the print itself. Instead, started just printing the names of the victims. Mm -hmm. um, and and in this this story seems like it it touches on that the heart of that. Yeah, um, it really places you in the event as well because the first part of it feels very much like a narrative. And then the end of it reminds you of all the real people that were actually affected. It really, really pulls you in. Like, what it, the effect that it had on me, and, and I consider myself, like, pretty empathetic to start with. Um, but after I watched the film for the first time, which I watched it for the first time at South by Southwest, I feel like after that, every single time I heard a news story, I was just immediately brought back to how I felt watching it and the intensity and the emotion and... It really, really made me listen instead of, you know, you just hear these newsreels telling you of the events and what's going on. And right. A lot of people don't take it in, um, but I'm glad that I feel like this is making people have more of a conversation and listen just a little bit more. That's Tower. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then on a lighter note... <laughs> Yeah, because I wouldn't recommend, Tower is very, it is very intense and emotional, so if you're not ready to, if you're not in the mood to watch that just at that moment, you know, make sure you're in the right mindset before you sit down and watch it. Um, another project I did, Hard Reset, which actually we filmed like uh, three years ago now. Looks so cool. <laughs> um, that was, so bad. <laughs> It is a sci-fi short, and I say short um, loosely because it's like 40 minutes, um, uh, that I did in Austin with an amazing group of people um, with the director, Deepak Chetty. He was a grad student at UT's film program. He actually uh, pushed his graduation year just to make this because they were launching a 3D film program, which is the only one in the U.S. Uh, available. And they really wanted to showcase that. So UT was basically backing and supporting um, his thesis project if he waited a year so that they could have all the facilities for him. Um, so that was a really amazing experience. And not only did they have the support of the university, which is different than most student films because you just, you know, normally that's just you're on your own. You just happen to be in school. This one they supported, they provided a lot um, to help with and there were also investors which was nice. amazing for a short film so all of the sets were built it was filmed in stereoscopic 3d they flew in um amazing uh crew to help with the 3d work people that had worked on transformers matt blute um which was really cool um and yeah having those built sets was really amazing you just walked into the sci-fi world um, which I love. That's what I want to do is sci-fi and fantasy and horror, like high concept genre work. Nice. Um, so I don't know. I was really excited and really lucky to get to be a part of that, especially in Austin where it's it's hard to come by genre work because it's very much an indie scene and it's hard to do genre work on an indie level. Um, but yeah, so uh, we have big news <laughs> coming next month. Yeah, we should be announcing it next month. And I'm very excited for that. <laughs> you know, it actually kind of amazes me that there's not another school out there that has a program for 3D film. Because mm -hmm. considering it, it's such a big thing now, like yeah. after Avatar came out, it 
it's like how many 3D movies come out every single year left and right? It's I would I would think by now that you know even some of the the regular tech schools that have yeah. film as part of their thing would have it. Well, maybe now. I mean, that was like three years ago. Now I wonder if more have opened since, but that one was the first. And I think a lot of them have like 3D classes, right? You know, where you can learn some post effect stuff or etc. But for the right, actual yeah. for an actual school that sort of focuses on that and filming in 3D as well specifically i think is more limited how big was the camera i because I, I have oh to my ask gosh. because because oh I, I okay so because like I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm i like horror movies so when they did uh the the final nightmare part six which is actually not really the final nightmare of nightmare on elm street freddy's mm-hmm. dead and they did the 3d sequence at the end they said that because it was like the blue and red 3d the camera was so oh my gosh huge yes but for these newer 3d cameras i remember they said when they were doing avatar it was even 10 times bigger than that one because it, it was a different type of 3d how big was the camera this time around it was humongous um because it was two cameras right they had two cameras going into like mirrors or so i'm saying it all wrong but it's two cameras mounted together to create the 3d um and it was humongous and there was like a huge dolly to to push it around on. And I'll have to send you a picture. I'll tweet it out. It was insane. And there were times where it would be angled like right above my head. And it was just terrifying. That had to be distracting. <laughs> and I mean, for anyone who hasn't seen the Hard Reset trailer yet, first of all, go watch the Hard Reset. Pause this. Go watch Hard Reset's trailer. <laughs> then come back to this. Because, um, I mean, you, 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 you play, is Android the right term? Yeah, I think so. I feel like we went back and forth with the director about, like, you say this, don't say that, but I don't know. I'll probably mess it up. But yeah, I'd say Android. Her name is Jane PS626. And she's and you, you have to, obviously, at least for most of what I saw in the trailer, have an emotionless face. And you yeah. monstrosity <laughs> of a camera hanging over your head. Wow. Yeah, I mean, it was great. I For me, I love technical challenges. Like, I just... I think it's it makes it really fun, and there were so many. <laughs> there were so many technical challenges in this, because not only I had to be aware of things like, I don't know, they were measuring out because it's three D measuring out where things are, mm-hmm. on, anything. So like you know where where a cup is sitting on a table because they have to measure how what the focus is going to be because there's several different things that work for three D. And so just being aware if you're going to move something or not and, like, your distance from the camera and then also, you know, playing an Android, I was trying not to blink for certain aspects and just being aware of that. Should we get into the Josephine blink thing? (laughs) Oh, yeah. I mean, and I guess it was a personal challenge that has led to a big problem in my life. (laughs) I'm really bad at blinking. When I concentrate, I don't blink. It's her her uh, when she when Josephine streams her community often tells her she needs to blink, <laughs> it's, and you and you watch it like why do they say, oh my god she isn't blinking. <laughs> yeah, I mean it's it's the worst if I'm playing like rock band or something where I'm yeah. actually focusing on something happening, <laughs> like that. Um, when I was first learning how to drive, I would get to the end of like my drive and have tears streaming down my face because I wasn't blinking because I was trying to concentrate. <laughs> wow. <laughs> but that's gotten I better. This, I suffer the same thing. I, <laughs> I had to, I was like, do I do I blink a lot? No, I don't. Well, not when I'm concentrated. Like when yeah. when I'm mixing the podcast and it'll be like six hours straight, I might blink like three times. <laughs> right. Because I have to look at the the waves of of how everything you know mixes together and make sure that something you know didn't have a hiccup. I get and I'll it. St- stare at it and then i'll zoom in and i'll stare at it even harder and by that time i'm just like yep i have a migraine i gotta take a break (laughs) yeah usually i'll like blink and then my contacts fall out or something like that now i have to ask because of at least the look from the, the you know profile pictures i see of you you i think elf would be something you would get work in is that not correct or i mean I would be so happy to be an elf every single day. <laughs> yeah, yeah like it's just, it doesn't that come like up that a lot. like that race that you, you know, you, you, if you were, if you could choose one fictional race, is that what you would be, would be elf or would be oh. something else? 
Yeah, I think so. Probably an elf, if I was going to choose one. Mm. Yeah. I don't know. I'm not very tall, though. Yeah. (laughs) I'm sure there are short elves somewhere. I'm sure, yeah, exactly. What about you, Joey? What would you want to be? And for a type of race that either I could play or that I would like live the rest of my life as. <laughs> oh God, you had to ask this. Uh, yep. You know what? You know what? I would love to be a freaking blood elf from World of Warcraft. <laughs> You're a belf, are you? Yeah, I'd probably be like <laughs> halfling and elf somehow. Well, they have half other things. I'm sure right? that would work. You never hear about the half. Well, the half elf is with human. Yeah, yeah, half- yeah. Halfling elf. Should be a halfling elf. Health? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. The D&D health. people, I know there's a lot of you out there listening. Make this so. If It, pro- it probably already is. I just don't know. I really I liked the devas when they had those in D&D for a, for a hot second. <laughs> the devas? I actually don't know. Uh, they're like these godlike creatures, so I don't know if that is narcissistic to want to be that, but they were really cool. They were like these light blue and had like uh, markings all over their skin and had white eyes and white hair. They were cool. They were cool. I had a cleric deva who kicked ass. It was great. Hmm. Excellent. <laughs> so your geeky passions, you, you mm-hmm. have a few of them here. You mentioned the board gaming uh, with Ryan. D&D. Yes. Yeah, I never got to play D&D with Ryan, unfortunately. We just played, you know, whatever board games were around. He's, no, he is really easygoing. Right. He is. um, And in real life, even more so. He's he's a nice, relaxed guy. He's a great friend. (laughs) That's good. Good Good, good person to play games with. He he seems it. He seems very chill. He likes to have that chill vibe on his stream. uh, Mm Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, for us, of uh, those of us who really only know him in this sense, we don't know how he is, you know, IRL, if you will. So mm-hmm. uh, it, it's, good, it's good to hear that that's, that's you know, a true persona. <laughs> oh, awesome. yeah. I mean, the guy I got to meet at San Diego was awesome. But, you know, <laughs> but in the back of your head. You're right, just, you never he, know. You never know. Is he just, you know, putting it on for a weekend or is this, you know, legit? But I'm glad to hear <laughs> legit. Um, yes, and, I yes. Mean, he's, been on, he's been on the show twice. He's been great. Um, we love Ryan. Whenever he wants to come back, he's more than welcome. <laughs> um, but what sort of board games? What draws you in? Um, well, um, well, you know, uh, D&D is my favorite. That's what I started playing when I was around five or six. My dad used to DM for me and my brother. Oh, that's and, cool. Yeah, it was fantastic. And so I grew up playing that. Um, I remember my first death because my silly brother, who was playing warrior... For some reason, thought the rogue should go in first, and there was a uh, displacer beast, and uh, that was my first death, and it was, it was scarring. I still remember it to this day, and I was probably like seven years old. Wow. Um, um, but no, I love I love RPGs, and that probably has to do with you know acting too. I just I love creating characters and getting to live in that world. Um, and I love fantasy. Um, but now, I mean, I don't know, I'll play everything. Play uh, Kingdom Builder, Lords of Waterdeep. Um, I love, okay, I love Arkham Horror, but it's really hard to convince people to play that with me. <laughs> uh, that's a commitment, that game. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I used to go to Houston. We'd play with some family. We'd just like set up a weekend and we'd play, you know, it's like six hours of gameplay and you're probably going to lose at the end. We'd put on like 20s music and just, nice. uh, you know, have snacks and food and whatnot. And we take breaks and come back to it. And we always played where the person to your left basically reads what happens to you when you encounter something and stops whenever there's any bold text. So you don't know what comes after that way. We are kind of DMing for each other and there's more mystery and, I don't know, we had a lot of fun with it. Um, yeah, I've never had the pleasure of playing Arkham Horror. I've played the lesser version, Elder Signs. Oh, yeah. Um, which I like. I enjoy. But, yeah, I, I, I do like those episodic board games as well. Uh, Civilization is a board game I really enjoy, but it's the same mm-hmm. sort of time, time commitment, 68 yeah. hours. And, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, I mean, 
because that one moves forward in a progressive manner, like there are some games like Monopoly that last that long that I can't oh, stand. Yeah. No, I need the, I need some narrative, some story, some surprise. Yeah. One you yeah. might enjoy if you have not uh, given a shot is uh, Above and Below. Oh yeah. Okay. It, so it, it's one of those resource games where you got to commit yourself to doing certain things and you get certain like victory points, if you will, by doing them. But they have a second component where you go underneath the caverns, and that's when all the stories begin. Um, oh. they, they give you storied scenarios, and then you have to make decisions on which one of the endings you'd like to go for. Then you roll your dice to see if you can achieve those endings. So, um, oh, it, it's that sounds people fun. who, yeah, people like narrative games. I think I've really enjoyed this one. Uh, mm-hmm. It's it's it, it reminds me of Betrayal uh, mm-hmm. on House of the Hill meets Agricola, if that makes any sense. Okay, yeah. So, anyway. Cool. I'll have to check it out. So people know you for tea. Oh, I love tea. Yeah. I don't know. I think I started making it a theme at first. I thought I needed a theme to stream. And then I probably just, I mean, I just always am drinking tea. Um, and then What's I... What's your favorite tea? I have to know. Oh, jeez. <laughs> I mean, that's really hard. Who's your um, favorite child? <laughs> <laughs> basically what you're asking <laughs> well here if you want i'll go first okay my favorite tea is vanilla chai or pumpkin spiced tea okay yeah i mean i i love chai. i'm having um double spiced chai right now um but i love i think i could have every day is um lady gray both i like earl gray and lady gray i love them a lot um, earl gray is mine as well but, I've never yeah. had Lady Grey. I really like Lady Grey. Is it the yeah. same sort of taste, or like what would be the? I difference? think it's a little more flowery, perhaps. Fair enough. Okay. I think it's a little lighter. Yeah, I don't know. I love it. There's an amazing um, restaurant in Austin, a chain of restaurants called the Steeping Room, and they've got you know pages and pages of teas and a whole menu um, that goes with them. And I wish there was something like that here. I haven't found yet. Um, have that's you ever amazing. been to Tivana? Uh, I've been by there. It's just a tea store, right? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, they for a while there was a point where uh, you could actually kind of concoct your own tea. Like, oh yeah, you would. You would explain I have some to, of their teas. I think. Yeah, I know Oprah's got like five of them. Now. Oh wow. <laughs> <laughs> But uh, one of their devices that they have is uh, it's a it's a pitcher, but it's a it's a steeping pitcher, uh-huh. and oh my god, the strawberry one that they do for the iced tea. I was like, oh, <laughs> I could just die now. Mm-hmm. I have a whole pantry full of tea. My wife is a big tea drinker as well. Oh yeah. But unfortunately, she's recently been given. Um, I I don't want to. It's not my news to provide, but she's she's been diagnosed with something that pretty much she can't drink most of her teas. No. And it is making her furious. <laughs> oh, I can only imagine. Oh, jeez. <laughs> Sorry, guys. Um, but yeah. So I I mean I I grew up in a tea gro- uh, drinking household as well. It was something I always used to have a tea with my mom every night and. Um, yeah. Speaking of which, uh, we got a lot of things in common, uh, Josephine, and unfortunately, mm-hmm. this is this is one that uh, that we both do as well. Um, both of our mothers, uh, unfortunately, um, my had and yours, I, I presume, has quit. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, same same uh, disease. So, why don't you talk to us a little bit about uh, you know the kind of work you do for the, the uh, International Melanoma Foundation? Sorry. Yeah, um, so my mom has multiple myeloma, and um, I mean, that was one of the most amazing things about getting to be a part of Team Human is that it has such a charitable um, basis for it, and everyone's so giving and compassionate and kind. Um, And so with streaming, what's been amazing is that each week uh, I try to pick a well, so at first I would just do the International Myeloma Foundation, and um, I have giveaway goals, and anything we raise over that, basically we donate to 
the IMF, which is what we did for a long time. And and as as uh, we've grown in size, I've sort of opened up, we switch up the charities, but I like to do a lot of work for the International Myeloma Foundation because it is so close to home. Um, in fact, um, now what I think I'll do, because I've been switching up the charities each week, I want to do like a big drive for it. I'm just trying to organize that with the Myeloma Foundation folks. I've been emailing them back and forth. I do like a big charity drive for it. That way it's like all in one go. But um, yeah, it's a great, it's a great foundation and they need, it's such a, such a, I don't know, rare and also just people don't know about it. Most people haven't heard about it. So it's just, just great that they, they get a lot of information out to patients and, and educating people about what it is and what their options are. And it's getting better and better every year, um, which is all you can hope for. So, um, but yeah, it's something that I wouldn't be able to, you know, like I'm a working actor. I, that's AKA struggling artist, (laughs) something that I wouldn't be able to do. And it means a lot to me to be able to give to that foundation. So it's just amazing that something like Twitch can do that. And just just even in the 20 years since um, my mom passed, I've seen leaps and bounds in mm-hmm. the technology. Like my mom, unfortunately, uh, succumbed to this 22 years ago. And I'm so she sorry. Was, it's okay. Um, and she was diagnosed 23. And yeah, wow. Uh, it, there was literally nothing that could be done at that time. They they you know they they did the treatments that the radiation the. Mm-hmm. Et cetera, et cetera. But um, yeah. at that point, it was literally palliative. And, yeah. um, and and since then, I have seen so many jumps. In yeah. What they can yeah. Do with people with this. Yeah, it's, it's, it's really impressive. I mean, and there's so much, there's so much that's, you know, still being discovered. And you think you find yeah. something, but then there's always other ways. And there's a lot of options now. But I mean, I guess we should, for those that don't know, multiple myeloma is something that is in the plasma cells of your blood. It's in the same family as lymphoma and leukemia. Um, and it basically sort of eats away at your bones and um, can create holes in your bones. And a lot of people catch it because they break something, essentially. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but uh, I don't know if it's fitting that we're talking about this because March is uh, multiple myeloma awareness month. It is that. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so if anyone has, uh, you know, some extra funds this month, consider giving it to the IMF. They're great. They're a great foundation. And uh, if you can keep me abreast on, on how that thing goes, uh, just oh, yeah. definitely Absolutely. Do, do everything I can um, for the IMF as well. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I want, I'm trying to figure out basically how to get the funds directly to them as opposed to funneling through me, you know? Yeah, absolutely. Um, but that's like, you know, maybe people can message me if they have, it's just like how to track that through, because technology wise, right? I want to be able to track it while streaming, but have right. it go to them. Anyway, right. if anyone has suggestions, tweet me. <laughs> um, yeah, and you guys should all know it. If not, it's at JCVIM. Oh, yeah. No, J- yeah, yeah. No, that's I right. always <laughs> put this, I'm like JCVIM, yes. J- yes. Yeah, anyway. JCVIM. <laughs> Hi. <laughs> Rapid fire this lovely lady, will you? Oh, geez. All right. So what I basically do is throughout the course of the podcast recording, I come up with uh, random rapid mm-hmm. fire questions now. And so far, we it has been working out way better than it, I thought it would. Mm-hmm. So uh, <laughs> I have I have a, a, a few to ask, and then okay. uh, we go from there. Okay. I'm so scared. Okay, go. Okay. What is a role in film that would be your dream role to play? Okay. Um, if I were, if I could go back in time and be younger, um, uh, Matilda and Leon the Professional. But oh. more currently, um, I loved Emily Blunt in whatever they named it, Edge of Tomorrow or Live, Die, Repeat oh. or, you know, whatever the yes. title is now. The Tom um, Cruise movie, yes. <laughs> yeah. But that, so her good. role in that, she's... I, that's the kind Badass. of badass. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but she wasn't just a bit. They gave her emotional depth, which I thought was really nice. That's true. Mm-hmm. I don't like Tom Cruise movies. I loved that movie. Yeah, that's it. Is good. It, it, you know, should have gotten more more attention. <laughs> <laughs> if you were a baked good, what would you be? Mm-hmm. Oh my! Um, 
probably a uh, pound chocolate. Ooh, what is that? Um, chocolate croissants, what many people call it here. Or chocolate okay. croissant. <laughs> okay, I have to go get one. Bye. <laughs> Bye. Finish your segment first. <laughs> <laughs> All right, uh, before I get into this question, I have a subtextual question. Are you familiar with the manga slash anime Sword Art Online? No, I know it exists, but nothing past that. All right, so the essential premise is, is that this game releases on, let's, let's just say, a, this new virtual reality game launches today, and everybody logs in, but after a while playing, they realize they can't log out, uh, and the only way to get out of the game is the game has to be completed. Somebody has to complete the final mm, boss at okay. the very end, which is it's hard because the game is also an MMO. <laughs> but if you were going to experience something very similar to this, what game would you choose to have that experience with? Oh, wow. Oh. Good question. Um, to be stuck in it. Oh, that's so hard. You know, I don't know because I'm so torn between sci-fi and fantasy. I don't know what I'd want to be stuck in more. You can, you know what? If you want, you can, you can pick one for either genre. That's totally okay. Fine. So I guess for sci-fi, probably Mass Effect. Mm-hmm. Um, and then for fantasy, I guess most recently I've been playing Pillars of Eternity, and I think I could live in there. Yeah. Yeah. All right. What board game would you want to see a theme park made of? Oh my gosh, a theme park. You know, I don't even know if I could attend it because I get scared so easily. Arkham um, Horror. I was going to say Arkham Horror, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, but I totally go. <laughs> I would just love, yeah, the idea of Lovecraft theme park. That would be awesome. Cthulhu is everywhere. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right, and last but certainly not least... How awesome is Toronto Gal? Oh my gosh. Toronto Gal is the absolute best. Uh, she is, I don't know, the, the epitome of awesome. I've gotten to know her. I feel so lucky to have gotten to know her. I think everyone wishes they knew her IRL too, the elusive mm-hmm. Toronto Gal. But she oh, is what? absolutely fantastic. And she's always, you know, coordinating things behind the scenes. And she doesn't get enough credit for all that she does. She's amazing. i live in the same city as her so i i have this thing that i've probably run into her at some point in my life oh my and just not known it she probably knows like oh there he is yeah right (laughs) oh man someday okay so let's talk some mass effect oh geez okay okay so tonight at midnight the pc version of the game is able to be played um the Mm -hmm. Um, PS4 I'll version. I'll never hear from Blair again. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Well, I got Zelda too, and surprise I'm even on this. Oh um, my! <laughs> but um, so this was a series that I thought I was the last one on the planet to start, and I started about six months ago. I did all three of them, zip, zip, zip. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. How was your experience from start to finish? Did do you, did you play it before you you recently streamed it, or did you? No, it? it was the first time. The first time I was playing it was when I was streaming it, which is always a lot of fun. Um, Had you played yeah, any Bioware games before those? Uh, yeah, is Bioshock Bioware? No. Yes. I don't. Yes. Yes. No. Bio. No. Never mind. <laughs> <laughs> um, I knew the answer. I'd be piping up. I really don't. <laughs> I, I don't know. Maybe. I, I'm so bad because I never pay attention to where uh, if it's who made it, I suppose. Um, but yeah, no, I loved I loved Mass Effect. It was great. I, I mean, I loved it from the very beginning and people, because I was, I came to it late, like you said, um, yep. we're both in the same boat. And uh I was playing the first one. People were like, oh, man, you know, the graphics, blah, 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 or, like, the system, blah, blah. And I was like, this is great. I love everything about this. Like, I, I remember when I played, uh, yeah, I got the same sort of things. Like, oh, my God, this game is this, uh, And I'm like, hey, if there's one thing I, I annoys me about this game, it's the Mako. And even then, <laughs> oh, it's God. not that bad. I mean, it's, it's annoying. But <laughs> it's not, if that's the worst thing I can say great. about that first game, um, 
that and it was short. They were the only two things. Mm. Uh, yeah. It was funny. Two. I feel like I liked the mechanics more in the first game than the second game, but I don't I remember did. why, but I just remember having that thought. I did, and the reason, I liked the controls better in the first one. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. When I when I started streaming the second one, um, I, was, I was made a total ass out of myself because they changed all the controls for everything. I know. And, and for me, it was just like, I just, like, last yesterday I played this. And, no, I just learned it. <laughs> and now i got to do this whole new thing, which they at least carried the new thing over into 3. Yeah, um, and I'm constantly forgetting controls, too. It was, it's always quite the ride. Um, I, I, I liked 1, I loved 2, and I thought 3 was okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, unfortunately, Liara was just... Yeah. I mean, yep. she got quite the non-committal attitude in three. Yeah, <laughs> um, <laughs> I was so into Liara in the first one. I know, me too. Games, I was like, she oh changed. God, this is like she changed. the best. Yeah, the best. And mm-hmm. then when I got into two, I'm like, oh, she's not a remote, romanceable character. Mm-hmm. I'm like, what? Oh, there's. Oh, you you can get this download, and she is okay. DLC mm-hmm. download. So. I know. So I got that, and at, at that point, I was starting like. Oh, she's starting to pull away a little bit. Yeah, is... and there's that what's his face? I I wiped him from my memory. The guy who just hangs out in the ship with her. Like what? Yeah. What was his oh. name? God. I see. I wiped it because he's not important. No. <laughs> God, I don't. I don't remember. Um, but yeah, but it's the Shadow Broker expansion that you add yeah. into it, and then she's got this new guy that she hangs out with now because of the yeah. Shadow Broker stuff. Um, and then the third one, you're right. She was just kind of like, eh. It's like, dude, Whatever. I stayed faithful through to you through this entire freaking game, and you're just. I know. I should have just gone for Garrus. <laughs> um, for me, you know what? I was originally gonna romance Ashley, and she said something racist. Yeah. I was like, nope. I know, <laughs> Ashley. Bye. And, and you know, from what I read, that she was the better one through the last two. Miranda was the other one. I was thinking. Of. <laughs> Whatever. So, the problem yeah. with Miranda. Miranda is... bothered me a lot in the first game, so I, I just couldn't. I just didn't just connect the, to her. The, the ass shots. I mean, come on. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Every single frame. Like, it was so bad. But um, I'm looking forward to Andromeda, though it is getting panned pretty heavily. Yeah, um, because of the animation sequences, right? I've heard that. I'm hoping it's different in the PC I version. Care. I bet I won't Be- care. As long as the gameplay is great, then. Well, and yeah, I, think they're, I think they're patching some of it, too, based off responses of the demo. So that's great. It's it's um, kind of it's kind of the reason why I enjoy playing these PC games is they can really patch quickly. Yeah. Um, patching over the console is usually a slower process, um, but I mean I downloaded the game on Friday because mm-hmm. for the pre-launch and they are, they updated again today, so uh, I, I'm sure that they are listening to what people are saying and they're going to be adding these new little things and hopefully mm-hmm. cleaning up the animation if that is such an issue. Yeah. Um, but with console games, you got to lock it. That you got to do code lock so That's much earlier. That's true. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, um, then you do PC. Yeah, I don't have I don't have the new one yet, um, but hopefully soon. Yeah, I'll, I'll I'll spin it up tomorrow and see how it is. Mm-hmm. Uh, I did see one other thing here that I that I mentioned I forgot to mention was martial arts. Have Have you been doing <laughs> that long? Um, I started doing martial arts when I was five years old, so it's been a while. Um, I haven't gotten to actively train while I've been here. Um, you know, unfortunately, it's expensive. It's an expensive uh, hobby. Um, but I love it, and I always have loved it. I mean, I would love to have a role where I could utilize it, too. I don't talk too much about it just because of the nature of, you know, martial arts. I'm very nonviolent, I would say. But I love the art form. Um, yep. And uh, mm-hmm. I started with karate, and I did... And I learned some Okinawan weapons when I was younger, and then I moved and did Kung Fu and Taekwondo and um, Tai Chi and trained in some other weapons. I really love the monkey staff. Um, I just really like it. And Hapkido, too. <laughs> that's that's pretty awesome. I never got into martial arts. Um, I think I couldn't sit still long enough as a kid. Yeah, well, it's, it's great for discipline. And the thing is, like... Like anything, but I feel like even more so with martial arts, like there are very many bad schools, and a bad school is um, destructive. You know, 
because it, it teaches a lot of basis for kids on how to act and how you react to violent situations and how you treat other people and respect and discipline and all these things. And so if you don't have a good teacher or school for that, it, it just doesn't go well. I went to one karate class, and um, when I uh, went, some uh, basically class started with a woman testing for her brown belt. Mm. And um, you probably know a lot more about this than I did, but she had to do, I think it's called a kata, mm -hmm. for like 45 minutes. And that was the <laughs> first thing I had to watch. And I'm like, oh, my, 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 my stepbrother's like, oh, this is a big deal. Come, come, come. I'm like, okay. And I was like, whoa, I'm bored. Like almost immediately. Um, yeah. I mean, watching other people do it's not the same as doing it yourself for sure. I guess everyone has different... Yeah, I, whereas conversely, I tried mixed martial arts this summer with uh, with Jeff Muller, mm -hmm. and uh, that was a lot more interesting to me. <laughs> yeah. I wish I yeah. had done that when I was a lot younger, because yeah, that, I, I could totally have gone into that. Yeah, and I think it depends on the art form, too. I started with karate, and but I think one of my favorites is kung fu, because the movements are like not as rigid and a lot more fluid and there's like so many little intricacies of where your hand is, like how it's positioned and how deep you are in your say like it's it's a lot more I feel like there's a lot more variance in it um and that was a lot of fun I feel like that just gives you a lot more range I um, mean every little movement you do does something which I thought was really cool very cool Joey <laughs> hi you want to run some google food I totally can. Uh, just need to pull it up real oh, quick. Oh, oh look that? at that. I have it right here. Do you know what Google Feud is, Joseph? No, what is it? So do you know when you go to Google and you start typing something and it oh, autofills the rest of your answer? <laughs> yeah. So this is pretty much that with, with a Family Feud style scenario. Okay. Um, so it's googlefeud.com and Joey's going to run it for us. He's going to do the questioning and we'll do the answering. Okay. All right. So... Uh, basically, the way it works is Google Feud is you choose a category, and we're given four, and those categories are culture, people, names, and questions. So I'm, as the guest, I will let you pick the category. Um, let's do culture. All right. How does Google autocomplete this query? Ketchup is. Red. <laughs> so, so basic. <laughs> nope. What? Oh. Oh. Awesome. Um. Awesome. No. What? This uh, is something like Ketchup terrible. is, I don't know, British? <laughs> <laughs> no, so we have. We only get three strikes, unfortunately. Yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> Ketchup is a spicy, spicy food, a what? spicy food video, a vegetable, my trigger, a great moisturizer. What? What? A great spicy... moisture. <laughs> These are the Who's first things on Google? on their face. These are what other people have searched that enough it's times what? that Google auto-completes. Oh, my gosh. These. That's weird. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, honestly, who really... Like, why do people think ketchup is spicy? It is not. It's not spicy. at like, all. No. Like there are spicy ketchups. Like Lord knows, my housemate. That's right. Kind of specifically ketchup that a spicy ketchup, but on its but, own. Oh God. All right. Let's. <laughs> all right. That was just a warm up. All okay. Right. Next round. Uh, choose a category. Ooh, per question. Okay. Um. Uh. And it was culture, people, names, and questions. Uh. Let's do. Uh. Questions. All right, how do we complete this query? What happened to? Mm. I already want to throw something in there. I want to say Baby Jane. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm going to do it. Um, oh, man. Michael Jackson? All right, so Baby Jane was not on there, so that struck one. Let's try Michael Jackson. No. I, I... Who's the... Who's the guy they put into the river, everyone thinks? Hoffa? Jimmy Hoffa? I don't even know who that is. How do I even spell Hoffa? H-O-F-F-A, I believe. That can't be it. <laughs> nope. All right. So oh. what happened to Vine? Kim Kardashian? <laughs> oh. 
Sarah on 97.1 The Ticket. What? Fetty no. Wap's Eye. Sarah what? Four Acre. Oh my god, I don't know like who any of these people are. So I, I'm so bad. At wow, this. what happened to Gronk? <laughs> Gronk, really? What? What happened to Michael Savage? <laughs> I don't know who that is. Sorry. All right, Blair, you gotta pick. We gotta go ahead and pick a category, Blair, because oh my god. People. All right, we'll go with people. All right, what is the next blank? What? This is no, with people? Sorry, when is the next blank? And this is category people. When is the next blank? And that's people? <laughs> yep. Uh, what? Uh, uh, so when is the Survivor? Uh, Dalai Lama. <sighs> Go with hers. Uh, is it regular... Okay, how do I... S okay. I'm sorry. I was put in the really stupid English class. Can somebody tell me how to, <laughs> to just spell this? Because I feel so stupid. Uh, D-A... Oh, gosh. Well, I don't want to get it wrong. <laughs> I don't want to... Yeah. D-A-L-I is my guess, but... Uh, D-A-L-A-I-L-A-M-A. -A -A with a space between Dalai and Lama. Nope. <sighs> when is the next? What is it said? When is the next? Yeah, I'm gonna try Drag Race. No, people. I see. I would have said Survivor, but mm, or like uh, American Idol. Is that even? Is that still popular? I don't even know. I don't think they idol anymore. Oh well, shows <laughs> how much I know. Oh, Bachelor? Um, Maybe Bachelor? People watch yeah, that, right? Bachelor. Yeah, I think. No. When is the next... Okay. What the heck? Okay, I think Google feed is broken. So, <laughs> when is the next full moon? That's that doesn't people. have to do with people. Lions game. Oh, I guess werewolves, maybe. But... Also not. Leap year. Red Wings game. Solar eclipse. New it's moon. broken. We would have totally gotten all of these right if it were working right. I'm just yeah. going to put that out there. Okay, one right. more. Do people one more in case there's just something sideways. Okay. I feel like we've had this one before. My mom is my blank. Oh. His best friend. Do we really need to do there? Yeah. Best friend. <laughs> Hero? Hero's probably better. Best friend is no. Hero what? is number one. Yeah! Winner, winner! I'm going to do worst enemy. <laughs> wow. <laughs> nope, wrong. We got one more. Is my rock? Number six. Okay. Mm. Yep, Josephine. <laughs> Another guess? Yep, we're still good. We haven't got two, three strikes yet. Oh, uh, my mom is my biggest inspiration. Does it have to be one word, or does that work? I'm going to do inspiration to play it safe, and no. Hmm. Uh. All right, so my mom is my hero. My sister. Wait, what? what? No, no, no. Oh, no. My mom no. is my mom. Really? My mom is my angel. Oh. My angle, because <laughs> you can't spell. Of course. Uh, my rock only friend. Wow. Uh, yeah, so, so, I, so not yeah, best I, friend, but only friend. I didn't oh, feel yeah. sad enough. Uh, world, everything, and guardian angel. Mm. No, not Guardian Angle. <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad so, that most those are all positive. Okay, Josephine, where can we find you on the World Wide Web?s um, Let's see. For Twitter and Instagram, it's at JCBIM, and then I have an acting page on Facebook, which is just Josephine McAdam, um, and that's where I post all of my acting stuff, festivals film releases etc um so yeah that's that oh and i guess and on twitch <laughs> at jcvim as well jcvm uh jcvim almost everywhere Active yeah page josephine mcadam imdb josephine mcadam oh yes my imdb yeah um okay Which, by the way i love your headshot on there thank you it is gorgeous thank you all right 
All right, guys, you asked for her. We finally got her on here. <laughs> Thank um, you so much. So what I'm going to ask you to do is to wrap this up by saying goodbye in whatever uh, voice you choose. I know you do a voice game from time to time. Oh, my gosh. Uh, so you, you choose one of your favorites, and you wrap up this podcast. Thank you, everyone, for watching. Oh, wait, I mean listening. I know what I'm saying. It's been fantastic. Farewell, my humans. Julia Child, is that you? <laughs> you can find Blair on Twitter at Blair Beverage, Webisode Watch and Whopod. His Twitch channel is twitch.tv slash Blair Beverage where he streams Friday evenings at 9pm Eastern Standard Time. You can also find him on YouTube, just search his name, that's him. Finally, you can catch him playing the Goblin Shaman in the web series Basic Adventuring 101 which can be found on basicadventuring101.com you can find Joey on Twitter at JoeyGator underscore because someone already stole it. On YouTube as Joey Couture, and you can also find him on Etsy, Joey Couture Geek Chic. You can find Tyrolin at Tiz Thunder on Twitter, Tyrolin Puxty on YouTube, Tyrolin Puxty on Facebook, and I'm pretty much floating around everywhere. T Y R O L I N P U X T Y. Thanks for listening, guys. See you next time.